You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I blame Eric. What the hell? They were nine and one when Eric was gone. You know that the last game that they played with it was just you That's assholes ended this exact same way. That's a yeah, good that counter. Was the, that was the one. What about the nine, Eric? What about the nine? <laughs> Go back to Chicago. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Losers Lounge. <laughs> no fun. We no are fun. presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The place where tonight I went 0 for four on my four-leg play. Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah! It's a real loser. Real loser. Like holy cow! Not, not a single one of these. It was really crazy. Well, odds weren't even that good. <laughs> That's what's so crazy about it. I got the squad here with me, though. I got uh, live from Havana, Cuba. I got Bernabeu. <laughs> I was hoping this would be a party lounge. This felt like a real party that, that, lounge that is, outfit. That is a party outfit. Yeah, I just kind of look like an asshole. Yeah, you kind of do now. Yeah. Wow, look, I just sick. I'm just in uh, sneakers <laughs> and a hoodie here. Uh, I got uh, the loser himself, D line. You guys know him more as Eric. Uh, are we done? Yeah, go for it. Uh, what's up, guys? Great to be back here in the lounge. Uh, thanks for sharing that game with me and your time and your feelings and your smiles. You have a way of putting it when he just talked about your feelings that we just invested into this. Huh? And so it really makes it feel even extra dumb. That's right. Like, why did we emotionally bring ourselves to this point tonight? I, uh, I didn't. I divorced myself emotionally from this game. <laughs> I was floating above all of you emotionally, oh, wow. looking down on you plebs, wondering why you were bothered by such pedestrian things. We're all goth right now. <laughs> we're all feeling super goth. Uh, and over there, we got Superstar Dev. Just a disappointing loss. You know, like... Uh, you can't talk about fatigue. You know, that was like the conversation that was going into this one um, was about the four games and five nights. But that was a team that was also very, very tired. Uh, yeah. Second night of a back-to-back where their guys played, you know, long, long minutes. And also on top of that, they're missing a couple of starters themselves. So just a bad loss. Yeah, it's a really bad loss. There's a lot, honestly... <laughs> This is like, uh, uh, what is it, the airing of grievances for yeah. festivists? I, th- this is a game where there's like, I have a lot of grievances. I, yeah, have a, well, I think a, a lot of people It's do. not like there's I have this one thing, this one thing. It's like I've got like all this stuff yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. like, why was this, 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 and this? We, uh, we'll get into, I'm sure we're going to get into all of that. All of us are going to air our grievances. But first, as we always do, we're going to start you off with the two-minute recap. I don't know what we call it. I always forget what we call it. The, what quick, we call recap. It? the quick recap. The quick recap. You can't remember and the quick recap? Because my dumbass forgot my computer today. Votes on recap duty. Sick. What could go wrong? All right, guys. So Will Barton returned, and he caught the start, but no Aaron Gordon, so Davon Reed started. Davon Reed was the primary defender on Pascal Siakam. That did not go well. <laughs> Siakam scores seven of the first 12 Jesus, for Toronto. For Toronto go well. Goes absolutely off. 
Uh, Jokic gets off to a hot start, scores the first six for Denver. Then Denver can't get him the ball. Uh, Barton gets off to his first quarter hot start, but then starts turning it over. Uh, so the starters were in a bit of trouble. Bench comes in and plays really well. They did struggle with keeping the Raptors off the glass. That would be a theme on the night. But best friend of the show, Bones Highland, racks up five assists mm. in his first stint best friend of alone. Me. Uh, so good minutes from the bench to keep the game within reach. Starters close strong, and it's just a two-point lead heading into the half. We're all worried about the third quarter. The Nuggets actually win it, 36-28. to 28. Oh, hell yeah. Um, the bench was good in that quarter. Right. The starters were rolling. Uh, so that was the surprise, was the, the third quarter that went wow, well. Wow, this sounds like a win. Sounds like a win, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, this all sounds really good so far, guys. Yeah, quarter, I want to watch guys. the game you're describing. Yeah, But that fourth quarter is an absolute disaster. Oh, so no. Boogie Cousins uh, just makes a real mess of it to start the fourth. Malone rides the bench too long. You know, the, the Raptors had played their starters all night long. And uh, Malone had a chance to get the, the Nugget starters back in there against Toronto's bench. He waits. It takes a little bit too long. And that was a crucial period in this game. Then the starters come back in, and Will Barton drops the ball, both literally and then, you know, figuratively on the glass where he and the rest of the team, but particularly he, cannot keep the Raptors off the offensive glass. Boucher finished with nine offensive rebounds by himself. The Raptors take nine offensive rebounds is insane. I wonder how many times that's been done this year. No, really. Honestly, I wonder how many players have a game with nine offensive rebounds. The Raptors took 23 more shots than the Nuggets tonight. Wow, they won. They won the game because of that. 23 more shots. Uh, and then, of course, it should also be noted, Barton and, and the Nuggets struggled to get Jokic the ball. He really doesn't touch it at all down the stretch. And that's a recipe for a loss right there, fellas. That's a very good recap, man. You crushed it. Um, all right. Well, usually, I guess I will go. I, I'll, I'm going to ask two questions. You can answer whichever one you want, Dev. What's your biggest Love takeaway? vote, but he is this show's Barton? That's the meanest. <laughs> first of all, it doesn't sound like you love me. What? Yeah, that does. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Tonight? That, that person does not does love not Barton. Lo yeah. Does not love Will Barton. So to say I love vote, but he's the Will Barton. Oh, my God. The timing of it is what's awesome. Also, yeah. also, like, you just nailed the recap. That was exactly what, did what I happened. Do? Sorry, man. Wow. That's oh, yeah. really cold-blooded. Who ruthless. said that? Who said it? I don't know. Bring They're it back up me. so we can say. Looking. I love... I, I love the chat, but Climestra, the Barton of the chat. Just really. say you don't like me and really? keep it moving. Yeah. Oh, that's that worse. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah. <laughs> that's rough, buddy. Uh, so usually I'd ask one question, what's the biggest takeaway? You could answer that if you want. Or I could say, who do you blame this on if you could narrow it down to one, uh, one person? Uh, the blame game. Yeah, the blame game. Uh, or you just do takeaways. Uh, uh, you go first. I, I don't want to just throw someone else out under the bus because we're going to get to them individually. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to be that guy that does that. I knew you were going to go throw someone under the bus, and that's why <laughs> you're the devil. Um, biggest takeaway is like, I, you know, I heard it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. And the Nuggets did not finish that game well. He did the recap, and it sounded like, you know, everything was going well in that game. Then you get to that fourth quarter, um, and there's like bad decisions on all parts. There's bad play on all parts. Um, starting with Malone, he's playing the 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 starters are on the bench for too long. Really, Jokic is on the bench too long after already having you know a, a pretty good game. Um, he, he elects to go with Boogie Cousins, who was horrible at the time. Will Barton was like he was high. He went down very very fast, um, and they just kept. You know, going. It was just a lot of turnovers. Um, it looked like they were the team that was on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, right, like right. just giving up so many second-chance opportunities. Um, there's a lot of blame in that game, really. There really is a lot of blame. That's why it's not. I don't think it's any one thing. That's almost why we could all blame somebody different on this one. 
Uh, Eric, big takeaway or an option, huh? Person you blame? Who? What kind of analyst am I? Am I a <laughs> petulant, hateful analyst, or am I? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say that this game felt a lot like last game in that, uh, although a little bit differently because this felt like the Nuggets. Uh, we're battling all the way through. It felt like a very typical game team coming in on a back-to-back where they were close, they were battling back-to-back, and then it seemed as though Toronto was slowly De- starting Denver to fade. Took a nice, comfortable lead, right? Starting when to fade. Yes, yeah, starting to fade, going down the stretch. Like it, you're like, okay, this is going exactly to, to script, exactly what you would expect, and then it just through indecision. We were, you know, I mean, there were like four stops where the starters rightfully could have come back in and they just didn't come back in. They didn't come back in. They didn't come back in. And we were like, he's not coming in until the seven minute mark. It's it just, was actually less than that. Yeah, like but it's like, half, but yeah. it never happens before then. It's such a frustrating thing. We've called this out before. It reared its ugly head again where it just feels like in these situations, Malone does not have his finger on the pulse of the game where it seemingly everybody else does. Although I will say once the starters did come back in, they were horrible. They were horrible. Too, so man. I don't really know what happened other than the nuggets just sort of like lost focus. And Barton was so bad. Yeah. So bad. Uh, uh, frustrating. Uh, I'll go to you. Do you have a big takeaway or like a, a thing you want to highlight as the reason they <coughs> lost this? I mean, rebounding. Yeah, I, I mean, really, that's that's the right answer. We could point out a bunch of different things, and, and a bunch of different people contributed to this, by the way. Barton yeah. will get the lion's share of the blame, and he deserves it tonight. So if you're worried if we're going to do you know, run away from that, <laughs> we're not. Um, Jeff Green as well, guys, I think finished with two rebounds tonight. And then it's not just the rebounding numbers, but the lack of boxing out, just not getting bodies on guys. Um, it almost didn't really matter who it was, but they had to get more bodies, and they didn't. And look, the Raptors took 23 more shots. In a lot of ways, the Nuggets did a lot of what they needed to win this game, right. but they did not get the rebounds, and they did not prevent those second-chance points, and it was crippling. Denver was missing some guys tonight that you would have loved to have had. I mean, Zeke Naji for one. You talk about Denver had a hard time per- containing the perimeter. He would have done a good job of that. Sure. Just another body. Like, Zeke's not a great rebounder, but I do think he's a guy that in this moment when it's like, hey, rebounding is going to win us the game. Like, okay, let's lock in on that skill. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. These are all guys that provide Denver with some requisite length. So you have all of them out tonight. Davon Reed, you know, Will oh, Bart, yeah. Davon Reed, Will Barton, like these guys who are long but not necessarily tall. You're going up against tall and long guys in Toronto. I mean, they're an extremely long team, one of the True. longest teams in all the NBA. And Boucher in particular was just so long. Denver didn't have anybody that could push him away. Yeah. If you have Aaron Gordon, if you have Zeke Naji, those guys are stronger than Boucher. You could at least force him more than three feet away from the basket. Instead, he just reached over Monte Morris, reached over Davon Reed, reached over Will Barton tonight. Sometimes it was that he wasn't even being boxed out. There was an effort thing tonight that, sure. that could have tilted this. But also this. just the length. But there was also just a length thing to it that really allowed them. But that's none of as much as that is the right reason for why they lie. Like if you said we could change one thing about this game, rebounding, make it even. Okay, Denver wins probably by ten. The length thing is very interesting to me yeah. because tonight Denver looked tiny. They looked tiny at some key positions. Jokic towered over everybody. But Toronto tonight said we're going to pack the paint. We're going to—it's a very similar game plan to what Oklahoma City did. Is like, hey, we're going to dare them to do something besides get, throw the ball to Jokic because we're very undermanned there. But we'll just use our length on everybody else, and they just gobbled everybody up. Like yeah. Denver had no other way. The, what was the fourth quarter scoring? 
Well, it was like 33 to 13 or something. Yeah, let me pull it up right now. 13 is pretty good. Yeah, let me look. 34 to 16. 34 to 16. Wow, that's a 34 is a really bad number defensively, especially for a fourth <laughs> quarter. But 16 is like, what are we doing here? What um, are we doing? What are we doing here? So to me, one of the big stories is this big, like probably my biggest takeaway. I don't know. It's hard to say. One of my biggest takeaways, though, is I'm worried on nights like tonight that Denver is not that hard to guard. Box in one. They were in a box and one for a point tonight. That's a defense I would run with my seven-year-old daughter. Like, okay, we got to stop the the big kid, the big girl over there, so we're going to go a box and one. In the NBA, you should not be able to play a box. It's literally saying one guy we're afraid of. Everybody else, they are not dynamic enough to do it, and they couldn't. Like, that offense tonight got so stuck in the mud. Um, I will – I can't believe they lost that game. That looks, should not it was, it was ex- I mean, that is what games are supposed to look like. For the second night of a back-to-back team traveling from uh, we were listening uh, Phoenix last yeah. night. The, w- this a Western hard swing down to the wire yes. game. This is this Western swing. Typically, it's Utah, Denver, the ba- the death back-to-back. Yeah. But Phoenix not that different. Like uh, and it was trending that way too. Like in the third, they were breaking shots that they'd been hitting. Yeah, all night. I know, right? You know, like you were like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. Here we go. The other, the other thing is like Yoke was dominant tonight. When he got the ball. I mean, this game really yeah. could be simplified, and really a lot of Nuggets games could be simplified by can you get Jokic the ball inside? And not even like great. If you get the ball to Jokic with great position, I mean, he probably is scoring 1.8 points per shot. Like, you just, you get him on that short roll where all he has to do is do the low or sealed or something. Like, he scores almost every single time. But if you just get him to the ball like 15 feet from the basket, at the foul line, at the elbow, just at the baseline, if you just get him the ball there, Good things happen. Denver could not get him the ball there. They just could not. And a lot of that was Toronto was like, we're going to make that hard for you and everything else easy. And Denver couldn't take advantage of it. I think that uh, other teams, like, uh, they game plan for the Nuggets. And it's, like, difficult for them because I think Jokic just, he demands so much. They don't have the um, the guys to match up with them. They don't have, like, the, the capabilities. Toronto does. Like, they really do, like, going with the game plan, I think that, like, they really, like, look forward to those type of matchups because they don't have to do much besides be themselves, be extra long, be extra tall, um, double-team a guy, and just basically right. dare everyone else to beat them. And it, it's been working out. Like, the, the last time Jokic had to make, like, a miraculous block, you know, for it to be the, the closer um, because they match up just so well with them. This team should not have matched up with the Nuggets tonight. Um, just based off of their missing guys, their you know second out of bed. There's just so many things that we've already talked about, but the fact that they're able to still be able to be so productive is because they're doing the same things. Even the the second guys that come in, Boucher comes in, he's long, he's athletic, he's gonna just fight for the rebounds. You win the rebounding battle against the Nuggets, you like likely have a chance, but also. They just push guys out and and force the ball out of his hands, and it just works out because the Nuggets have a very difficult time getting their best player the ball. The second best player tonight honestly might have been Bones Highland, and he was not on the court with Jokic very much, but it was a lot of what you're talking about is, you know, teams will double Yoke with Lake or or try to, like, front, and they'll sandwich Yoke. So they'll be like a guy in front, guy in back. Just don't let Yoke touch the ball. You're vulnerable to, like, that means somebody else. But they would just, like, run him off the line and recover because they're too long and because they just know Denver's not very dynamic. Nobody's, like, John Morant chasing, like, attacking a closeout. You know, you're helpless. Instead, they're very – what's the opposite of helpless? Helpful. They're very helpful. <laughs> 
Very, oh, that doesn't sound right. That can't be it. Um, we're going to get to everybody over the course of this. Um, I'll, I'll just get to this. I'm a little concerned. I've, I was later labeled the hater of the group because oh, of how boy. slow I was to sort of embrace DeMarcus Cousins, the oh. like, dominant defensive center. This is where we're going? Well, it is important to me because to me, this is where the game was lost. Even with everything bad, yeah. else, he did a bad. You could go here, and, and the one thing, like the one thing you looked at when you were looking at this new look bench was they're dominating some really bad teams, mm-hmm. some really bad teams. What will it look like? And they had like you know a couple good games. I'm not trying to take away from what they did because they had some good things. But you're thinking like, how are they going to look the longer we're in this and when they do face up? We're in like five games, and really since the All-Star break with this bench just kind of not having it. And DeMarcus Cousins in particular, like tonight, Boogie had a lot of opportunities to make a strong impact. Yeah. And especially in that second stint, he was just atrocious. Are we concerned at all about what we're seeing from Boogie over these last five-ish games? Well, the correlation is clear, right? I mean, it's not as the bench has looked worse, Boogie Cousins has looked worse. And so he is important to them it seems like he's gotten frustrated and tried to sort of break his way through a brick wall lately on the court. He definitely makes, gotten frustrated. That he part makes, is for sure. He picks the ball up, puts his head down, and, and he could be a full three strides from the rim, and he's made his mind up. And he's a very good and skilled playmaking center who tonight I thought passed up three or four different opportunities to hit wide open guy. And by guys, I mean Bones Highland, Bryn Forbes, wide open on the right. wing in the corner. And he just decided he was going to force his way through it. And, and it didn't work out. So I actually think you could pinpoint this game, the turning point to one play. And it was the DeMarcus Cousins fast break. That wasn't, it was a good fast break, not a great one. Meaning there was a slight advantage there if he could finish it, but he, I think he had, I don't remember, Bones or Bryn Forbes on the wing, somebody like that, and he decided to take it in. I'm okay with him doing it. The attempt was atrocious. He hit the <laughs> backboard, came up, didn't even hit the rim. It was like this. And I think Denver, I'd have to go back and look, but I think Denver was up five at that point, about to go up seven, yep. and, like, the wheels came off. That It went to a fast break the other way, and you... I bet if you look at the little lines, you know how you have the lines? Yeah. yeah. If you look at the lines, that's where it was like, boom, Denver died right on that play. Yeah, there's times where DeMarcus Cousins does look just a lot different. So, like, the play that, like, stands out to me is when he, like, got up from the ground after being knocked over. He gets up and does the putback dunk. That really should have been counted as a dunk. Um, then he gets in his own oh. head and when it was, you know, called a, a go-ten. And then from there, he just went downhill. But what I've been noticing the most about Boogie is now that he's on the roster, on the team, I feel like he just looks a little too comfortable. Mm. Like he's, he's one of those guys that keep on his toes. Yeah, like when he was on the 10 days, he's like working hard for everything that he has. <laughs> he's like, he's oh, doing all boy. the small intangible things. He's setting the hard screens. I haven't even seen a, a Boogie hard screen in a while. Um, they're running the offense through him, but he's also still trying to do all the small things because he's trying to impress the coach. He's trying to impress the fan base. Now they've ran the offense through him so much that he's like, I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have those, you know, um, bull is it, is in, it our, in the China shop. Is it our things. fault? Is it our fault that we pumped up Boogie Cousins too much? Here, we, What I see from him is it seems to me like he's gotten in better shape. And so he is moving faster but he doesn't. His skill has not gotten back to where it was when he would as was at his peak. So he was trying like a lot of like pretty acrobatic uh, finishes for him that went comically terrible. <laughs> like they, they were so they were not even close. But you could he's running more. He's like more active. Um, he just didn't have a good night at all tonight. He was like yeah. he did some things, but 
I think there is something to that, Dev. Like he's he's just kind of like. And also, I think it it plays into like hand in hand. I think now that he is healthy, he's like, okay, I'm I'm closer to the guy that I once was. Right, but he's got the ball every single time. Who could create? Who could, you know, score uh, through double teams? I could finish, but he's not that person anymore. So like, he has to find that balance of put the ball in his hands. But you're not the finisher. You have not been the finisher. It's just not you anymore. But you did all these small things that warranted a contract for the the whole year. But he's starting to revert back into like just just doing a little bit too much that he's not capable of doing. A lot more to get to in segment two. That segment one flew by in the worst way. I know. Time dude. flies when you're just miserable. Oh, dude, is, that, is that the saying? That's the time I think that's flies when you're absolutely miserable. Recapping a Nuggets game where they should have won. <laughs> but there's more misery on the other Let's side. Let's go. <laughs> don't get to. Don't touch that dial. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> Michael Malone's decision to wait so long. We're gonna get to that. Will Barton's atrocious return to the line. Let's We're go, dude. Oh, all. my mouth is there's watering. There's so much to get to here on the other side. Sick. Uh, well, it's always <laughs> best to start drinking when you're sad, and so that's why yeah, yeah, I want to that's talk true. about. Ranch Rider Spirits, which actually Yo, is one, one of yeah. the best ways to bring the vibes back up. Um, you get the ranch water flavors there, the Paloma. Uh, they've got a bunch of different kind of flavors. We've been drinking them out of that mini fridge up here, and the whole company loves them. Uh, here's the deal. It was launched in 2019, bored from a food truck in Austin, Texas. A lot of the best stuff comes from food trucks, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm I a big say. food truck guy. Employee-owned Ranch Rider Spirits is a premium spirit-based seltzer. They were the first to put ranch water, the iconic Texan beverage, in a can. They use premium spirits, sparkling water, fresh-squeezed citrus, and they don't use any added sugars or artificial preservatives. Oh. You can tell when you drink it, that flavor, it's subtle, it's more real than... Look, I like a lot of the, the canned seltzers, even the bad ones, but they can taste really <laughs> synthetic and gross, and these don't, and that's why I love them. So pick up your own Ranch Rider. Visit RanchRiderSpirits.com to find a location near you. A little fallout boy, too, D-Line. You oh, feeling man. Up? Feeling dude, look better? look at you. It, even though it's a loser's lounge, vote has never been better. Dude, he's, he's dressed you. like a... <laughs> uh, listen, if, if you don't have time... Uh, but you still right. want better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Oh, yeah? You're not into taking pills or vitamins, but you do want a supplement that tastes great. Listen, that's why we're hyping up uh, Athletic Greens. I haven't taken mine home yet. Have any of you? Can yeah, you talk about no, this? Do you want to you talk about this? You son of a biscuit. <laughs> this son of a biscuit. I haven't, I haven't taken them yet. Really? Is that a good excuse? Yo, can you I, haven't taken it home I, from work yet? Can I tell no, you? Bad, let me give you a testimony about Athletic Greens because... I did not have athletic greens with me in Chicago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My gut health <laughs> took a serious hit. And I, it got to the point at the end, I was dreaming of athletic greens. Yeah. I, I looked as looked to it as a return to form, a, a return to health. And when I got back, I literally, the first thing I did was drink athletic greens. And I was like, we're when, back, and then I and then I ate a salad. When you've abused your body, there's like nothing better than healthy foods. You're just like especially like something for it. Oh, dude, it like truly. I mean, like my body was like, oh god, <laughs> yes, like <laughs> Give it, this more. yeah, yeah. Well, they, I mean, because previous to that, it was nothing but sausage and or cheese. That's right. So uh, what is it, by the way, if you're confused, uh, with just one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, 
And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. Just one scoop in your water every day. And uh, that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And the one thing thing I will say about Athletic Greens is that you do have to take it home, uh, (laughs) which vote is not good. They say all The one thing you have to do is you do have to remove it from its box <laughs> the two hard bullet points are no overbearing background music and uh compelling testimonials i was sweating that. wow <laughs> she was sweating that um all right back here segment two let's get back into this game and more airing of grievances here oh boy um the thing that frustrated me most tonight and i'm not saying it was the most important i think the rebounding really well i think you're right the rebounding really was the most important thing but the thing that annoyed me the most was for some reason Jokic not checking in when we thought first oh, of all there God. was a timeout with like eight and a half minutes left. Actually let me back let me back this up. We rewind this all the way to all the way last week. Michael Malone gets thrown out of a yep. Sunday game. Yeah, I know exactly what you're gonna and say. And Jokic but David Adelman's like, you know what? Puts him in the nine minute mark. Yeah, ten minute mark. Ten minute mark. I think it was ten twenty two if I remember. I think oh it was dumb God. ten twenty or ten twenty two. And uh, it's one of those things where David Adelman's like, hey, I'm in control here. Yeah, I'll bring. I bet we could win this if I bring Yoke back early. Let's just do that. Sure enough, he does it. I mean, look, Jokic. Knock on wood. Jokic has not gotten hurt this year. Michael Malone. That's num- his number one job, really. So managing his minutes in a way that he doesn't get hurt, he has to get credit for that. And maybe if you ride him too much, you know, you you could risk that. The Nuggets could have won this game tonight, even with as bad as everything went. You bring him back when the wheels before the wheels are fully off, before the dumpster is fully on fire and rolling down the street. Bring him back. Try to reestablish some momentum. Instead, you wait all the way till 622. I don't know how you guys felt. The last six minutes of that game flew by. <laughs> they flew by. It was just yeah. kind of like, oh, wheels are off. They're still off. Game over. Okay, that really sucked. To me, I think this is an equation Michael Malone has to solve one way or another. Six minutes for six, fourth, six and a half fourth quarter minutes for Yoke, not enough. Got to find a way to start getting him more minutes there, whether it's bringing him out earlier in the third or whatever. Right. Yeah, the... The fact that he played only 30 minutes in this game and they did not elect to go with him earlier, like that has to be the biggest standout of the game, honestly. Because you look at the three starters for the Raptors, they played, you know, 35 plus minutes last night. They also played played 40 last night. They also played the same tonight, 35 minutes and things like that, because they've figured out that equation of, the best players are going to give you the opportunity to win. Right. It just makes sense. Jokic is the Nuggets' best player. He gives you the opportunity to win. You close with them. Maybe that means, you know, you're punting on some third quarters and you tell them, hey, you're playing in the fourth. we got to put you in those type of situations. You went back to saying that um, the six minutes uh, just flew by. Yeah, because really the wheels did fall off and then you try to put one guy in. You try to put a Band-Aid on a situation like that. It's not fixing anything. Um, Jokic, like, it was, it was clearly too late then you're just trying too hard to try to play catch up um but that's something that's been standing out all year long where it's like hey why don't you address that why don't you switch that you see a a a coach on your staff make that type of decision and it ends up winning the game so like why not look at one of the best wins of the season because of how remarkable it was of a comeback so you would say i'm gonna try that i just want to give it a try and this is the perfect opportunity to do it especially against a team that you know has tired legs um, you know, that are missing players, you, you might as well just throw that out there. Um, why put them in so late? 
Yeah, the frustrating part is that it's just so obvious. <laughs> it's like so obvious. It's just like you can feel it. And the straight, I mean, this is always the criticism of Michael Malone is that he, his in-game substitutions are sometimes questionable. Obviously, you know, we, we are in a very different position. We're not on the sideline. We don't know what the overall game plan is. He is a man that, uh, as we've learned, usually has a long view as opposed to a short view. But it, it seems like in that, uh, with his strength, comes the weakness of not being able to feel the game like there are moments where you're like i can feel the momentum turning everyone can feel this and he seems like either he's impervious to it because he strategically doesn't want to be controlled by emotion or something and so he fights against it but like just watching it you're like bro you have to put Jokic in like you have to bring this guy in and not only does he not do it then, he doesn't do it for another minute and a half. And Again. it's the, the the momentum and the inertia was such at that point that, you know, usually we see Jokic come in and sort of right the ship, but it, it was just, it was so far gone. And I, I, I uh, I'm beside myself, fellas. I'm just beside myself. I'm going to hop in. Did you have something or do you, can I'm going to hop well, in on this one? It was, go for it. Well, Jokic did go to check in too. And then he was sitting there for about a minute and a right, half. Right, right, right. And they could have maybe gotten but a they foul had the in timeout. Or a timeout. They yep. had the timeout with like eight minutes-ish. And yeah. like it's like perfect. Yoke was at 26 minutes, I, I think. I would have put him that right there. 34 minutes. Also, because you're going to get regular amount of minutes. three, four more minutes against Toronto's bench. Like, yeah. go go flip the switch, right? Apply the pressure there, Dev. Yeah. Here's a, here's a take. And this is a bit of a hot take. You know, relative to what I get, usually give out here, you know, Michael Malone likes to play his veterans. I mean, we saw with Paul Millsap last year; probably yeah. could have been pulled from the rotation, but he's a guy that had sort of earned it. Demarcus Cousins has not earned it with this team, in my opinion. He's a good player, and he has had some big moments that have won. He has won games for the Denver Nuggets, but has he won more games than say a Bones Highland, than say like some of these other guys? In my opinion, no. And if any of, like, Bones would have played tonight as poorly as DeMarcus Cousins would have, no way in God's green earth he would have played six fourth quarter minutes. Bones has been benched for significantly less than what DeMarcus Cousins did, both from a production standpoint and from just a a general focus and, like, are you making mistakes standpoint. We all know DeMarcus Cousins is Michael Malone's guy. I just worry that maybe he's a little bit blinded there to – all the things that you are principled about with this team need to also apply to your guy that, that you're kind of introducing into the family. They need to apply to him just as strongly as they apply to everybody else. And that also, the other aspect of this is, it's not lost to me that Michael Malone's been a technical machine since Boogie showed up too. Like I, I almost worry in some parts that it's bringing out some of the worst in Michael Malone. <laughs> you think that Boogie is corrupting Michael Malone? To me, it's like uh, Boogie is benefiting from there being absolutely no one behind him that can play that uh, sure. back of five, especially when you're playing a team like the Raptors that are, as we've mentioned, very long, very tall. Like if we tonight, you had to go it, big, had he been pulled, like then we would have by default been going small against a team that was extremely long. Sort right? of. But I mean, we're talking about replacing him with Nikola well, Jokic. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, but it, you know, like if we're saying he needs to be, he was given too long of a leash. I mean, those I mean, four minutes. I mean, I just think it's powerful if you have to, if you say with nine minutes going, with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, Jokic checks back in, and after the game, you could say like, "Hey, man, I don't want to play him forty minutes tonight. Yeah. Like, I need to give him rest. You need to be better." Like to me, that's that's almost the the conversation you can have in that moment. But 
again, I'm not like I think the idea of punishing players. These guys are 30 years old. Like they don't like <laughs> th this stuff is ridiculous. But I do feel like there's just an accountability of, hey man, every single player on this roster has had to earn it tenfold. Right. Michael Porter Jr. had to sit on the bench for a year and a half not getting a chance because it's like no, you earn it, you go the hard way. And like tonight is just one of those nights where I'm like. A guy that only has 10 or 13, whatever it is, game under his belt, usually if they're bat as bad as he was, they're pulled, they're yanked, or they're they're somehow it's like, hey, we don't do that here. I think what makes it even more difficult, like like just tougher to watch is that the fact that Boogie was playing and that meant that Jokic was not playing. Yeah. So, like, it's not that he chose, you know, Boogie over Jokic, but in those minutes, that's who it went to. Yeah. And it was going downhill, and he just continued to let it you know, just keep on going downhill. Um, Boogie Cousins, he, he had, like, you know, moments early, but it was so much bad that it was like, hey, yeah, you got to get on him tough. You got to have those conversations because you're having them with everyone else. You got to bench him um, when he's having these type of rough games because you do it with everyone else. Um, and it goes back to the point of, yeah, like, we know he's a, a Malone guy, but also if he's not uh, harsh on him, if he's not tough on him, how is he going to get better? Or how does he work on those type of things? Boogie probably doesn't think he played too bad because he got to, like, play those minutes. And I feel like that's what he cares about. That's what I was going to say is if I was if I were on the team, that's just how I would feel. If a little yeah. bit of like, hey, remember the other day you pulled Davon Reed because he missed that assignment? M missed that one? Didn't play again? He got yanked and didn't go back into the game? Like... Are we? Is this all fair? Like, or is or is one player more, more you know, given preferential treatment here? But like we said, right? Not surprised to see that. He, I mean, he is getting preferential treatment. He literally is. Malone trusts him. He's you know he he sees yeah. him as an accomplished center in this league. Boogie could have and should have played better. He has in the past. Uh, also, ultimately, the starters come back in. What are they only down two or four? Two points, I think. So they got to go win that game. And we led with this at the start of the show. We can talk more about it now. I know the chat's dying to hear it. It's the time. It's the time. Will Barton was really Woo! really bad in just about every way. Uh, I mean, there were about, I think, two fourth-quarter turnovers that were bad. He's, the length clearly affected him and Davon and Monte in terms of anyone feeling confident getting Jokic the ball. Do disagree with the chat a little bit. I actually think Barton at his best is one of the guys who can get Jokic the ball. Tonight, he didn't. And I clearly, I think the length was clearly affecting them. And then most importantly, uh, you know, whatever Barton's rebounding numbers are in the box score, they're not going to show you what he didn't do in that fourth quarter in terms of getting bodies on guys, literally just losing the one-on-one -on -one rebound. Boucher in particular Boucher down the stretch particular, was just like, come on, man. And that was the game, right? It was the rebounding, and they got those stops in the fourth quarter, and Barton couldn't get those rebounds, and company as well. Um, we'll talk about some other guys. Jeff Green, I think, is involved in the blame game. But Will Barton, in his return, that fourth quarter really could not have gone much worse. If a team's going to pack the paint, you need to be able to have your dynamic players get them. And what the difference between – I know a lot of people have been saying Monte has sort of replaced Jamal, like you're doing this or that. The difference is in things like this. Like Monte can run that pick and roll, yeah. that two-man game with Jokic. I don't know about 100% as well as Murray, but he's running it really freaking good yep. this year. He's been great. But it's this other stuff of like, hey, the defense is overloading here, and they're now vulnerable to somebody that can just like – kick somebody's ass one-on-one, -on -one, attack a closeout, get yep. to the rim, create some other form of offense. Yep. Monte, I don't think we should expect him to be that guy. Nope. Will Barton, we should. Like, that is why he's valuable, you know, second guard, is he should be a guy to do that. And I worry not just tonight. I just worry in general, like, does he have that much left from that capacity? I mean, the only guy I felt good about tonight breaking this pack-the-paint defense was Bones Highland. Uh, yeah. I did not feel good with Barton doing that tonight. I mean, Barton was terrible. Like... 
he did everything wrong. Like I, I don't know if, and he wasn't terrible the entire game, but he was terrible when it mattered, and he was terrible peppered throughout. Like right, right. He, I, I mean, this was we were asking, you know, should we bet like Barton's coming back tonight? You don't quite know how what you're going to get out of him when he returns from an absence, and we got the type of Barton performance tonight that you can generally count on when he comes back from an absence. Like it usually takes him a game or two to get back for whatever reason. Um, but he was making mental mistakes more than anything. Like he was not doing fundamental things. He wasn't boxing out. He wasn't, uh, he was just being, uh, making poor decisions, driving the paint and getting the ball stolen and like just being careless. Like he just, it seemed like his mind was elsewhere, which was he got backdoored too by Boucher on that yeah, one it was play. Tough, which man. Was, it was oh, tough. that was a really, he had two Eric's point. His he, mind was just, he had two of the three worst plays of the fourth quarter. The other one went to yoke. Like yoke had the rebound that somebody just ripped out from, oh, yeah. from his hands. But Barton had one where Boucher, it was just a killer one where Boucher just reaches over him and gets it, and then he had that back door. Did he have the third one? Oh, he actually had a third one, too, on the other side where there was nobody in the vicinity, so he kind of like just like looked like he was going to grab it, and somebody came sprinting over and basically stole it out. So he had three of the four worst plays in the fourth quarter, and a lot of them were just like heart plays, which I hate to say. Yeah, he was, he was super shitty in the game on both ends of the floor. <laughs> like... Yeah. Uh, the fact that he's just letting guys just run by him and score it with oh, yeah. like at ease, they're not even uh, they're not even hunting him out on defense. I think that's what the issue is for me is because, like, he is a capable defender that we have not seen give that effort on that type that's of so floor uh, of the floor lately. Um, but also like just those mental lapses, and then yeah. on offense, you don't you don't come back from not playing for a couple of games and go and take the same amount of shots as the MVP in the league. Like it Did just does tonight? not. It doesn't work yeah. that way. I mean, he hit. He hit seven of thirteen. I didn't mind his shooting. I just. But down the stretch. Down I don't stretch. want him taking the same amount of shots as Jokic. <laughs> Get the ball to your best player. That's like what you're there for. You're and like you said, he is a player that like he is an entry passer. They had very like they had a very difficult time of getting Jokic the ball where he's trying to step out even further just to put the ball in his hands. Um, and Barton can do that, but he decided not to. And he, you yeah. know that's when it becomes tough. Um, I don't know if Barton could tonight. Get the I ball honestly, to him? Yeah, I honestly don't know if he could. And this is the thing that's, again, that I'm saying is scary. Yeah, yeah that's what When I'm, they yep. sold out so hard for saying, do something else. Like, we are going to put all of our eggs in the don't. We, you're not going to be able to throw it to Yoke, but we're very vulnerable to anybody else doing anything. So right. to me, that's what it was. Like, there were a lot of times I'm looking at Yoke and I'm like, I don't know how you get him the ball here, but everybody else is open, so do something with it. I know, like, uh, remember when uh, Faka would play and Milan would just leave him in for the whole fourth quarter? Yeah, yeah I remember that game. Well, that was a, more than one game. Uh, <laughs> why would, I mean... Hey, you're why, right, Faku gets the full quarter close. <laughs> why can't Yoke? Well, why, but also, why can't Bones? Like, Bones yeah. is on the heater tonight. Like, but This is what all of the players say. This is why everybody fucks with Mike is because he'll reward play. If you're on a heater, like, he'll leave guys in. Bones is on a heater, man. Yeah. Like... To see he and Jokic be able to work and, and uh, like you say, like be able to break that pack-the-paint defense. I mean, this is the type of stuff where you're watching it, you're like, bro, like you are so good at managing the locker room, but there are times that you need to bring more creativity to actually managing the team on the floor. The, these guys are able to be a little bit more interchangeable than you acknowledge. And sometimes guys have it and sometimes guys don't have it. And it's obvious, I know that you see it, why like why why is that such wonder, a bizarre I wonder how thing? much of this is you know Michael Malone always talks about 
he's a guy that's comfortable with confrontation. He doesn't mind it. I wonder if his assistants feel the same way with him. Like, part of this is a, a head coach has a lot to think about, just so much to think about. And I do wonder if there's – is that the assistant's role? Like, should assistant be like, hey, man – you need to close with Bones tonight. Like, right, Barton's doing right, a terrible job. Right. Uh, Bones has – or DeMarcus – hey, get him out. Get Yoke back in here before it's too late. I just wonder if it's – does he? Or maybe it's an assistant's job that needs to have a strong enough voice to tell Michael Malone, hey, you're wrong here. Get and him he, out. And he probably overthought, like, it is technically more size. We need the size to counterbalance the rebounding. But, of course, it didn't work yeah, out that, way, that at way at all, and there needed to be – some adjustment worth pointing out and i'm not saying they shouldn't have played just worth pointing out like bones austin rivers these are not guys we think of as rebounding specialists but ultimately it, it didn't it was solve it didn't solve the rebound problem but it did solve the they're going the to sell to get, not even getting the ball to him punish them for for uh, overplaying yeah, it that enough, much i mean that, that that's kind of it i don't know if this would be like I don't, i'm trying to think of like a football metaphor if you just like loaded up like two safeties on one receiver and we're like yeah the whole Fields open, like you guys. If you can do something else, like hey, all right, if we have one-on-one -on -one coverage everywhere else. Yeah. Let's let's go here, and like they couldn't do it. Like the whole game, they just could not take advantage of that overload. So goddamn irritating, man. This game was set up for a fucking win, and it just didn't, yeah, it, was. it didn't come. That's two games in a row. Oh. There was just the ultimate frustration coming let, down the stretch. Let's end this now. That we're all, we're at the end of the airing. The only other airing of grievance I would say is Davon Reed's had a tough stretch. This has been his opportunity. He's had a tough stretch. His offense, I think, has been. Pretty good. I'm, I'm again. I'm. I said this months ago, and I think this five-game stretch that or whatever it is that he's played has sort of reinforced it. I think he's an offensive player, not a defensive one, and he has some defensive length. He might be a defensive guard. I don't know. I but think he's a defensive guard. He might be a defensive guard, but he is way skinnier. He has looked way skinnier over these last three games than I. I thought. And tonight he gets a tough assignment in Pascal Siakam. But you know what? He didn't look any different from Monte Morris physically on him. Like. Siakam, Barnes, both of those guys were just like not afraid Dude, of him. Siakam in the paint. cooks us. He always cooks us. But I mean, like Reed has been playing small forward a lot and getting cooked by these legit wings. I know he had that great game on, on LeBron. Yeah, but even Trey Lyles. Ago, but yeah, I mean, listen, this is goes back to why they not just having Aaron Gordon available, but why having Aaron Gordon playing well, which we haven't seen in a while, is so important for this team. You think about those body types for on sure. this roster. It's one dude, right? One dude. So, like we, Dev, you joked before the game when Aaron Gordon's out. Who, who, what's the other choice? It's Davon or Jeff Green, and so it's God, it's, it's tough. So um, Dude, it's so wild the way an NBA season goes. Like sometimes you're like, we're so deep, and other times you're like, we have no well, one after Jokic. It is matchups. Match yeah, that's the specific yeah, one. All right, yeah. the good thing though, before we get out of but before we get out of this segment. I mean, Bones Highland really was great tonight. I mean, he, he, was. he was a very he was, he was by far the brightest spot of this. No, he, uh, oh, the, the DraftKings Sportsbook King of the game. We finally got to it. We did all this ridiculous <laughs> stuff. Seventeen points, seven assists is very impressive. Three rebounds. I just thought tonight he looked confident. He looked energized, and he did the thing that nobody else on the team could do. Yeah, he he fit his role and also what the the Nuggets needed in that. They need a guy that's going to pick up the pace and also like just attack um, attack the paint because. Yeah. That, that's what the Raptors did not have, especially missing uh, Van Vliet in the game. Um, everybody else is just like open. They have the game plan of just being on Yoke. He can space the floor with his shooting, and he was able to knock down some shots. He also brought that energy off the bench that they desperately needed, or this would have been like a blowout from start mm. to finish. Um, but he also just knew his role. He understood what like what the assignment was tonight. 
and it was going to be knocking down shots and just using your speed to, to get into things. Speed big is um, big. The speed was like the biggest thing because it was like the change of pace because the Toronto wasn't able to set up and, and be able to, to double team Yoke. And I think Yoke actually understood that. Like, okay, this is a guy that's like going to push the pace. I can put myself in different situations. And he like, they played well off of each other. But when they weren't in there together, then it became uh, became difficult. So he that was the, he was he was clearly the second best player. How much do you think they played together tonight? How many minutes? Couple. Yeah, not really that, a lot. It was that much. That yeah. that's the issue. Yeah. Um, I have one more grievance. I don't like Brendan Vote's attitude. You don't? I don't know. Just in general. <laughs> I, feel like I've been, I feel like I've been chilling. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I <laughs> uh, any other thoughts about bones? Any other thoughts about bones? He's been playing really well. He's I been, think I agree. He's been I actually think it's really a trend. well, and it's not just the <laughs> the shots are hitting. Like the five assists in his first stint, he is. Um, I think you tweeted tonight. He's balancing the scoring and the point guarding really well. Yeah, and I, I like I like what he's focused on when he's on the court. Defensively, he's going to be a little bit of an ole out there, but I I still like what he's given them and what a time to give it to them as they try to figure out who's in that playoff rotation. Yeah. So. He's, he's been very interesting. You know, it's almost, Eric, as if when we interviewed him since then, he's just been so good. <laughs> it's true. I think that me asking him if he liked my nickname for him. Yeah, that's what it was. Literal, <laughs> literally, Dame. literally Dame Lillard. Hey, that, Kale, I block, block that cane, dude. Just get him out of here. I don't, oh. don't want to take all the credit, but I will take most of the credit for Bones being awesome. Okay. So. Uh, I think that that's fair. I don't think anyone in the land would argue <laughs> with that uh, logic. I do think he is getting better and more confident, though. Like, as a player, in all seriousness, I really do Me think too. that... There are like positive returns on Bones Highland over the course of the season, and uh, and I, I just feel better and better about him. All right, let's hit a break. On the other side, we'll get to all your super chat. We must have so many super chats tonight, Kale. Actually, yeah. What? Really? Oh, let's go! Our Hell people. yeah! Dude, dude, let's freaking go, let's dude. Let's do it. Our people, man, the homies. I think I, I, at least one of these super chats needs to address votes attitude. Oh, um, I hope they all do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Will Barton DMVR. <laughs> Are you ready to feel the excitement of the conference championships now that both of your favorite teams just lost? Well, you can still get in on the action. Uh, turn the other team's victories into your own big win at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Uh, Illinois listeners... Mobile registration is back, and right now you can sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook simply by downloading the app right to your phone. If you're getting in on that CHGO business, you can still get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook business, the money-making business, baby. And remember, if dra if the sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still join the action with DraftKings Pools. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any college who's team to win. You get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Caller, uh, restrictions apply. And uh, what's the graphic? I'm never going to memorize the phone number. <laughs> uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, we do have like a DraftKings pick of the week, though. We got to get to here. Uh, and I'm looking at tomorrow's slate. This is the dumbest bet, but it's going to be it's an accurate wow. bet. Here's, Take this bet. No, 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 no. It's, it, I'm saying it's it's a lock to hit. Okay. Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow are favored by 13 points against the Orlando Magic. Take it. Here's why. They just got humiliated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They play the they play the Nuggets on Monday. It's uh, going to be another tough this. one. What are the, what does James Harden and, and Joel Embiid do? Uh, that's they whip up on bad teams. Oh, they got a bad team. Classic bully. This stuff. is a classic. They're gonna win by thirty-five. 
Embiid's going to shoot 35 free throws. He's going to have 50. Yeah. Just and to, people yeah. are going to say, MVP? Just to be clear, don't watch that game. Don't but, watch it at all. Just bet on it. <laughs> 13 points. That's your DraftKings Sportsbook's pick of the week. Wow, that's great. Uh, I love that Brendan is incapable of memorizing a phone number. I, I just refuse to, actually. What is it? When you were a child, they were like, they would drop you off at a movie theater. Like, little boy, what? How, What's your dude? You'd be, <laughs> you'd be surprised how how few things I know. I can't. It's very few things. I love that about uh, you. Yeah, me you, too. Wait, <laughs> at, at the movie theater, you were just dropped off as a child. Well, so I actually, I'm pulling from my own experience yeah, where right. I was a movie theater manager. Oh, there and were people kids. misread the marquee where it said movie theater, and they thought it said daycare, <laughs> and they would drop their children off, and then they would the children would then have to call their parents to get a ride home and. Brendan Vogt would just be stuck there for hours. I mean, my dad would, didn't pick me up from soccer practice a couple times. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's all, that always happened. That was like every time. Pod. No, the, the ultimate was honestly Elitch's. Yeah. Elitch's is the ultimate, like, oh, daycare. Daycare is like $80 a day. Oh, God. Elitch's is like $80 for the whole for summer. For the whole summer. Yeah, we got season passes. <laughs> season pass. Go in there. Every, oh, man. It's I was fun sick. for like one week. You're fun. The rest of the time, you're like, what do we do with ourselves? I yeah. didn't like Elitch's so, either. Elitch's daycare kid? Yep, for sure. Okay, we do have one other read, fellas. Okay, but I, did, I, didn't know, I appreciate for it. Elitch's? I appreciate yeah, for it. <laughs> <laughs> for e Elitch Garden. All right, uh, have, I'm going to go out on a limb and say some of you have not been able to watch the Denver Nuggets in Colorado Avalanche oh my games. god. Um, oh, is this Ivaca TV? That's frustrating, but guess what? You've got an option now. Ivaca TV, they've got a lot of local networks. How about Altitude Sports as oh, one of them? Uh, you can now get Ivaca TV's service in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, Twin Falls, Idaho. Makes it easy to follow the Colorado teams you love, including the Nuggets, Avalanche, Rapids. We're Pidsmen now at DNVR. Oh, and Mammoth. Man. Plus, you'll access coverage of the yeah other teams. Um, how do you get it? Go to avaca.tv slash DNVR. It's only $25 per month plus receiver. No contracts, no hidden fees. Prices locked in for two years. And the reviews, the reviews are flooding in. People are thankful for throwing this their way. Uh, all year long, people have been DMing us. How do I watch the Denver Nuggets? And I've wanted to offer a better answer than Google Denver Nuggets free. Yeah, and, you're like, uh, oh, now uh, I we need, you need to commit a federal crime. That's right. No, just check out Ivaca TV. There are the homies. By the way... Ivaca TV sponsoring no. the takeover, which is our party bus. By the way, this is in two weeks from today, by the way. Two weeks from today. I suspect Michael Porter will be playing in that game. You see the graphic that's right up there on your screen. Um, we have extended. We were supposed to end today. The Nuggets opened up more tickets for us, so we're going to get even more. I think there's already some 60-something plus people already signed up, so it's already going to be a banger. Dude. But I'm telling you, if you are, some people reached out and said, hey, I already have season tickets, already have tickets. Can I get on the bus? Yes. No. Go. Uh, you can go on our website now, and you can purchase just a pass on the party bus. So you can go on there and purchase just that. Uh, I think it's twenty dollars just for that, without the ticket to the Nuggets game. You're gonna pay twenty dollars in parking. You would pay twenty dollars in Ubering. So you might as well just come here, park for free, ride yeah, the bus to and from. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Drive there and drink Rakia during the drive. No. You'll, you'll be arrested. You'll yeah. Spend the rest of your life in point. That's <laughs> such a great point. Upon, Very too. frowned upon. Uh, all right, segment three here, and I'm told we have super chats. Super chat me, super chatters. Oh, they're going to be negative ones. All right, I see Murray <laughs> looks so sad on the bench. It's becoming more obvious that he has a setback. Silver lining. Bones will get play playing experience. It's a great – I'm glad you brought this up because there was a report from Mike Singer at the Denver Post over the weekend. It was a weird drop, by the way, like a Friday night 
news dumped, which is never great. Well, yeah. Uh, what was the news, though? I, I feel like it was news. I mean, part of this was that it's he's 50-50 to return, which I don't know how you guys feel. I, I just It almost feels a little bit like setting the... the Laying the foundation for he's not coming back. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying I'm. I, I don't like that update. It kind of matches, obviously, the fact that we're this far in and, and we haven't seen him doing contact drills, this or that. Um, I don't know. Also, in that report was just more of what we had heard, which is like a, it's a him thing. Like we're we're not pushing him. Right. He'll determine his own pace of return and. It just sounds like maybe he is personally not feeling coming back. I also think that it is setting the tone for that. Just because we're getting like later into the season, there's new things coming out. There was the idea that he was going to play in the, you know, with the G League team. Then that stopped, and there was like, no, maybe this is the reason that that stopped, to where it becomes the 50-50. Um, also, you have to play yourself into shape. We're already past that point, I feel like. Um, especially for a guard, like a guard, I just think that it's a lot different. You have uh, movements and stuff like that, so that's not like set in stone or anything like that. That's just what I feel. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, they've told us all year Murray may come back. It'll be up to him. We won't force him. Maybe he doesn't. It's March twelfth. That's I didn't think he'd be back yet. I'm not surprised to not see him be back. Um, they said fifty fifty, and there's no cutoff date. So, yeah, Jamal might come back. Jamal might not come back. I don't know how that's different than a, a week ago. I think part of it is just like if you're if you're going to give an update, there should be something more there to the update. And, and like this one is much more of a yeah, we're still where we were. Which sure, me I mean it's like, not mm. good news. It's not he's coming back. I just I don't know, man. I don't know if this is an update to me. Hmm. All right, what else we got? Marco says, bad part of the night, fourth quarter. Good part. D-line still pushing P. Yeah, dude. I've been pushing P like crazy. <laughs> well. <laughs> right, Although, uh, do, you, uh, do you know what that means? Yeah, it's eating pizza. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what that means. I was pushing P down my throat for a good three weeks. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, what do we have? T or F Bones is the best player on the second unit. True or True false? false. Ah, I got it. I cracked it's the T code. T or F now. Bones? You're like, who is T or F Bones? <laughs> the best player on the second he's unit. A good I question. mean, tonight he was. I don't think he. Well, yeah, he's not see. consistent Who'd enough. Who would you to say it is? Well, that's a great question, actually, as you go here. I mean, all of the guys there actually are sort of in that same. I, to say he's the best, though, I don't know. Like, It, it kind of. Yeah, it's just they're all, they're all guys that I don't always consistently know what you're going to get out of, but. Um, Look, this is Bones' rookie season. This Bones' is rookie season, man. Like, I, he, he has ex exceeded expectations, in my opinion, for a rookie. I just don't want to put that on his shoulders just my yet. My only expectation is that I expected him to win rookie of the year because <laughs> I bet on it. And now he's playing good enough to win rookie of the year, but it took too long. It did take too long. Tonight was a rookie of the year style performance. Um, let's find out. I, I, one other thing about the bench, though. You know, you get Davon Reed and you get... Uh, you move Austin Rivers up. Like, this second unit is once again a different second. It's like, a, once again, a new second unit. So, something to kind of consider. Uh, Morgan says... Morgan says, Barnes, 38 minutes. Siakam, 36 minutes. Jokic, 38, 31 minutes. What the WTF? I, I'm with you, man. I don't get it. I don't... Yeah. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. I don't know. I think we, Malone overthought the chance to get rest after four and five. I think he just... Overthought it for sure. Underthought it, maybe. Patrick says, have $5 vote for dealing with anonymous trolls. 
The bane of all existence. Cheers, it's, Patrick. It's Appreciate so it. true. Yeah, there you go. Five dollars. <laughs> is Eric the anonymous troll? Yeah. No, no. Oh. It, they weren't anonymous either, but I told Kayla to block them earlier. Oh, there was somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. to you? Also, no, just annoying. Pat is a troll. <laughs> he's a troll. But he's not anonymous. He's he not anonymous. He puts his name on he, it and, oh, he's, and his he's picture He's as on it. upfront as That's there right. is. Pat, 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 you Pat's, been, been, uh, <laughs> Pat's been, um, you know, Nuggets commenter all the way since back from Denver Stiffsteads. He used to really hate me for uh, being down on Moody. Very, very much against <laughs> for that one. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got Abel got says, him. AG, Zeke, MPJ, Vlatko, all missing also matters. Yeah, it's so funny if Vlaco's like I almost never even get him. But you're right. Like you know what Vlaco would have done tonight? Box the f out of Boucher. No, he would have sat on the bench. He wouldn't have got in. We'd be mad about that, it. That'd be very true. Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying smart. Marcus Howard, get in there. Tell him, what are we doing? <laughs> Throw in the big beast, Vlaco. You know what? You're, it's so funny, man. Because like we never talk about missing Vlaco. The Nuggets have been so short-handed that there are games I would like. I would enjoy Vlatko <laughs> being out. This would Dude, honestly be one of them. Vlatko was playing so well when he went down. It what the, the story of Vlatko in Denver, Colorado is. He's just sort of like he's kind of. We talk about him the same way we talked about Greg Whittington. He's yeah. this guy that he's the great, uh, you know, like could be on the bench. He plays with uh, intelligence and he plays with fundamentals, but then he went over to the Olympics and just lit it up. Yeah, he was awesome. He was <laughs> awesome. And then he came back and started to bring some of that, and then he immediately got injured. Uh, then he got injured. I, he wouldn't have played, though. He wouldn't have played that much. We got to try to get him on the show. I don't know if he's going to be a nugget next year. We'll find out. What the Dude, what, what are these vibes you're bringing, dude? I just, it's called you need to start pushing some pee, my I, guy. I, damn it, I got to start pushing more pee. Abel <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, Barton scoring isn't worth his effort mistakes. Look, man, I can't defend. I don't know what to say. I just, I got done. You guys know that. I just got done doing the the circuit, the podcast, or this or that. And like people have been calling me out, being like, Adam, you're, you think Barton needs to go to the bench? Look, guys, I, I, it's been a long time coming. He had a great start. I've caped for him all these years. I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's just like when Murray and Porter come back, maybe he goes back to being the version of him that I believe he can be. Maybe it, all those things are fair. But right now, over the last. 55 games, whatever it's been, I just, I, I feel like more often than not, I've been like frustrated with him. So I don't know. He starts games well. And actually, to Eric's point and some of the, the chatter's points, like, you know, Barton's line itself looks fine, right? And that's because he actually played a good game up until the do, fourth. Yeah, yeah. Up until the fourth, where he played a disastrous quarter. He does not close games well. Uh, one, one silver lining is. Well, when he's your fifth option, you're not really looking to him to close out these fourth quarters. I will not, like, there are things he, he's not doing well right now, and one of them is defending, and it's a problem. Um, yeah. But I also. The defense is definitely a problem. But I also think, guys, like, this. People always say Barton's either really good or he's really bad, and I don't agree with that. I just think there are plenty of decent games we just don't talk about. And then we like to talk about the exclamation points and the Fs. And yeah, it's like, so true. They won a lot of games with Will Barton in the lineup. Tonight he cost them this one. Uh, even I can't deny that. But we can just, we can just, we can just wait a little bit. It's all right. It's fine. Ooh, Ooh. is this what this is like? I, I have a, a much different memory of what it was like to be in this lounge with you guys. I mean, this is, <laughs> it's really like, fun. This is like pure bummer. You missed the old lounge? Yeah, dude. The old lounge. The not so cold lounge? I miss that old lounge. All of us in the fold lounge. You want that old lounge back? <laughs> what that old lounge you back? Hate this new lounge. Yeah, this new bummer lounge, bro. 
terrible view lounge. Morgan says, wish Malone would have tried to challenge that Jokic. Hey, great point. I'm so glad Morgan brought this yeah. up. I agree, because that was a 100% flop. And it was in like yeah, another, it was annoying. like, the momentum was so terrible. What do you have? I know everybody waits for a challenge for it to cost points. Sometimes it's just like, hey, everything's going poor. It's a timeout. It's like a little breather. It's all these things. Plus, the ref has to go there and look at Scotty Barnes, like, doing this dumb thing. Even if he says, I can't overturn it, there was contact, which I don't think would have happened. I think they would have overturned it. At least he looks at that and goes, this MFer's flopping. Yes. Yo, go hard at the rim the next time you're going to get a foul or something. So, there's a great – I'm so glad you brought it up. I, for, I I had that, like, in my mental notes. Hey, bring it back on because he had more to the comment there, and I missed it. At least try – to shift the moment. Okay, you just said what I just said. Thank you. LFG Avaca Bus. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, Morgan. Let's go. That was a great comment, too. That was a very, very good comment. Like, I forgot about it. I forgot about it, but it was. I think that could have. Anything could have made a difference. Like, there you go, Morgan. You said the only thing that got Adam excited tonight. I actually have one more quick note. Barton was in there with the bench in the third quarter, and it was terrible. This is one of the big reasons why I don't advocate for Barton with the bench. It doesn't work. I don't. It hasn't looked good all year. Um, yeah, I mean that that part's true. That part's true. Uh, tonight was a weird one. I, I don't think he would have saved this version of the bench. Monte and Bull Barton. If you talk about next year or something like that, if those are your bench guys, like I don't know. I think I feel like you could build a pretty healthy yeah, maybe, bench there. Maybe um, you're right. Maybe it's and bones, maybe it's just time to move on from Barton. At, you know, at the end of this contract, but I I and he has not been good enough. I just want to wait and see what it looks like when he's the fifth starter. Because I don't know about you guys. Last year, the starters looked really good to me. But man. yeah, but I mean, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. This this doesn't have to be a referendum on Barton for the hundredth time. But yeah, I do, my bad. But my he bad. has. But he has been. I think a little bit down this year. Yes. And, and it's just that, in the it's areas a little concerning. that count right now. In the areas. Yeah, that, you're right. That you're right. One hundred percent. Should we go around the association? Oh, oh boy. Because uh, I think it's actually kind of important. Some of the uh, around the association stuff tonight. I don't have my computer. Who wants to? You want somebody else want to take us around the association? Dev, Dev was yeah, born. Dev. Yeah, Dev. Around the association. Well, let's go. Oh, let's, let's go. go. Let's start in Washington. Oh, um, the reason that we're starting in the Washington Portland game is because Portland got a win. What? What? Wait, that is shocking. Damian Lillard must have been back. No, is Greg Greg Oden back? Nope, nope, not him either. Uh, really? Not Brandon not Roy. Brandon Roy playing. wasn't back. No, no, no. It was Bill Walton Josh there? Hart? Really? Josh Hart had forty-four points in what? this game. What? <laughs> Yo, a guy named yo. Trendon Watford had 27 <laughs> Trendon? You made that up. I Trendon? made that up. Yeah, that does sound like a name. I'm not that clever. <laughs> Trendon Watford? Trendon Watford. His name was Brando Flotsnan. <laughs> um, yeah, wait. Was there a Blarick? Did, he, did Blarick have any points tonight? <laughs> Holy crap. Um, Josh Hart, by the way. Sneaky good option for oh, Denver. God, like, sneaky lost. good option. I don't know. But he, I, I, he will, but he'll come in as a as a second unit guy that just can just like just light it up. I don't. I, maybe he comes in as a first unit like Austin. He's like kind of a better Austin Rivers. And is Austin Rivers a first unit? I'm just. I, I've been on this train for this is a lot of what I was saying. And again, it's almost not even a knock on Barton as much as it is a like comment on the state of Jokic. Yeah, he's so it. good that I think if you just gave him Jamal Murray, the other three guys just have to be average offensive players. Josh Hart's better than average, but he's a very smart player, very good defensive player. So I just single him out as the type of guy I like. I get that. that. I mean, I get that people want to see a defender. Oh, Harrison Wind here. We'll finish around the association on the other side. Uh, Adam just hates to see you shine, Dev. (laughs) 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 
Harrison, it's good to see you, man. Did you enjoy your time at Ball Arena tonight? Oh, man, not, not really. really. Not really, to be honest. <laughs> not really. Well, uh, I guess you could just walk us through how it went. Yeah, I mean, Michael Malone was pissed. This was the most pissed I've seen him in in a while. Um, he called Nuggets effort tonight unacceptable. He said he thought Denver was soft tonight. And that was mostly speaking to the offensive rebounds. Toronto's a really, really good offensive rebounding team, obviously. They got a ton of length. Um, but it was ridiculous, man. That fourth quarter felt like a meltdown. Just the offensive rebounds Denver gave up, turnovers. Uh, so Malone gave the Raptors a lot of credit, uh, but he also said his team was soft and careless and uh, the turnovers were out of control. He called the fourth quarter a horror show. I mean, it was a horror show. It was. A, I mean, he was right about that. Um, okay, what else? Uh, he was asked about Nikola Jokic not attempting a shot in the fourth quarter. I said it was hard to shoot, hard for him to shoot when you're turning the ball over and not being able to get him the ball. Um, so that was, you know, a big thing that stood out before. Jokic couldn't even get a shot up. Um, Malone said his message was was loud and clear. I have a feeling he really lit into the guys in the locker room. Uh, he said, like, I'm not one to sugarcoat things. Hopefully uh, that message was received. And then he was also asked about the time that Jokic came back in the fourth. Um, he sat at the scores table, Jokic did, for like a minute yeah. uh, before he was able to get back in. And came back in a minute or two later than he usually does. Uh, Malone said part of that is try not to run Jokic into the ground. Uh, but part of it is he acknowledged that he's got to get him back in earlier when the bench is giving up runs like that. At least he acknowledged it. I mean, I I wish he would. I mean, was it a strong acknowledgement? Because to me, it was actually a pretty big deal, and, and it is a big like. Even the idea of Yoke coming back at seven minute mark, which is his usual go to, to me is like, all right, it's time to up that. Let's figure out a way where he gets in with nine minutes to go every game. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. agree. It was it, he partly acknowledged it, but like I said, he also said it was also because he didn't want to run him into the ground. But I think he kind of just. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Slipped <laughs> his mind. What else? Uh, so we spoke to Bones Highland as well. He said, you know, the tone of the locker room, big time frustration. Wasn't a full team effort today. We were careless. We didn't rebound or defend at a high level. Um, and he said, like. Look, Malone led into us, and he was kind of right to. We just didn't bring it. We, we didn't bring the effort tonight at all. Well, it's true. I mean, they they didn't. Yeah. Uh, Bones was also asked about playing different positions. The one, the two this year. Does he fashion himself just a point guard, or does he look at himself more as a combo guard? He said, "Quote: I'm just a hooper. No designated spot for me. <laughs> I love that the you one, just." The two, I, it doesn't I, matter. I was wondering why you brought up this this question. I was like, it's not that interesting. <laughs> what what is, now I know it. So that you could say he said he's a hooper. I love it. <laughs> that you sly dog, Harrison. I know why you snuck that in there. Uh, he was also asked about the connection that he's developed with Jamichael Green. Uh, he said it's kind of a big brother, little brother connection with him. We're getting used to playing with each other. Um, but overall, he said it was tough because... 
Raptors defense was so long, their length it gave us trouble. Just just that length shuts down a lot of natural passing lanes that are there when they're playing other teams. What's funny about that comment is Jamichael Green's what thirty, and Bones is twenty one. Like a nine year gap. I know I know they're obviously you can be brothers nine years off, but like it's almost the wrong metaphor. Big brother. You know what I mean? That's actually. I think. Like, uh, I mean, NBA Big Brother, Little Brother is a little different than like real life Big Brother. That's more brother. like your like your neighbor. The one did yeah. he ask him to go to his shower? I had, no. <laughs> yeah, you missed that one win, but it's, that was actually really good. <laughs> hey, I'm back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Ah, uh, you don't want to know. Go, <laughs> I don't. Uh, then, then we spoke to the Joker as well tonight. Uh, he said, "Look, the Nuggets' effort was uh, unacceptable." Uh, he was like, "Look, they had more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds." It felt like, uh, but we are professional basketball players. Hopefully, we understand that we can't give up that many offensive rebounds. Uh, Yoke was asked about Malone calling them soft. He said. I think me personally, I was not soft, but as a team collectively, uh, we definitely were. And that's it, that's I love it. That's great. I'm going to describe each one of our shows that way. <laughs> I personally didn't suck, but the show yeah. sucked. The show I was fine. I was fine. Yeah. He's, he's also right. They were in a loser's lounge. <laughs> yeah. I was not, I was not Dev, in a loser's Dev lounge. Dev is never in any loser's lounges. Any lounge he's in is a winner's lounge. That is uh, wild to hear from your best player, too. We're a couple months away from Yoke doing the Kobe thing where they team dinner and he sits at his own table. Oh, my God. It's like none of you, none of you can sit at my table. Are you kidding? me uh, can't wait and then he was talking about the turnovers he said look it's what we do we turn the ball over a lot we're towards the top of the league in turnovers it's it's a big big issue for us it is an issue man it certainly is an issue teams are figuring out how to pl plug things up it's terrible it's sad and then the last thing he said uh, he was asked about the matchup with philly and joel Embiid coming up and he said, look, this is just going to be a normal game for me. Um, not a big game. I'm going to prepare just like I always do. But he spoke glowingly about MB. Uh, Nicola said, look, he's a great player. He can do everything on the floor. He's controlling the game. He's in the conversation for MVP and the best player in the league. Uh, he's skilled, but he's also so big and so strong. I like the player the best in the league and the best in the business. But again, it's nothing special, just a regular game. I don't have anything against him. He's good to me, but we got a mutual respect. I respect this game a lot. All righty. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, they both okay. uh, they traded off those uh, those compliments because Mb like spoke glowingly about him. They're gonna go to battle. They're yeah. gonna go to battle when it when it comes down to it, and I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's, That's all I got from the pressers. All righty, Harrison. Well, thank you for all of that. Sorry you had to be there in person to watch that uh, atrocious fourth quarter. But, a real um, yeoman's effort from our uh, resident Hooper. Get home safe. Yeah, resident Hooper. Get home safe and and have a oh, – there he's gone. <laughs> Kale uh, was tired of the pleasantries. Yeah, it was just – Harrison's like, you don't have to, like, say goodbye, man. I'm out of here. Peace. Uh, let's finish up around the association quickly so we can get to our weekend. Oh, all, right, all right. Utah Jazz played against the Kings. Okay. Utah won, of course. Um, <laughs> and they won this game uh, without Rudy Gobert. Um, Jordan Clarkson had a career-high 45 points. 
There was some buckets given out today. There were some buckets. Uh, 40, 45. Man, Darren. is that against Davion Mitchell, too? Yes. Yeah. And also, on night. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox had 41 <laughs> in the game. So, like, it was it was big They time both scored? Score. Yeah. Wow. Um, Donovan Mitchell had 25. Um, Bogdan had 26. Or Bogdanovich. Donovan versus Davion. Interesting. Um, so then we'll bounce around to Golden State Warriors Yo. versus the Bucks. Do you see this? This line for Giannis? What is it? Minus twenty six in this game. Oh. Yeah, minus tw- yeah. That's that's tough. Um, this is not a good game. Tell you, Nuggets just played the Warriors tight. I mean, they had they kind of didn't pull it off down the stretch. They were exhausted. But that Warriors team's good. Whoa! It was the Clay Thompson game. Oh, really? Points. Wow. Thirty eight points from he knocked down eight three pointers. So yeah, like, look that at, had look to out. be like one of those. Yeah. You know, because we haven't seen that this year. We haven't, we haven't. seen it since he got Jeez. back. But also I, I like when Clay Thompson uh, does huh? well because I just feel like when Jamal Murray gets back, it's like, hey, those are the type of things that you're able to do. You are gonna be able to get back to yourself from pretty early. Um, it, uh, well, it's taking Clay a long time, and Clay has, was out yeah. longer, but like it, it's taking him a long Clay time, also, and he's still not really back. He hit I eight mean, three pointers. He took fourteen. I mean, that's what I mean, he that's does. Him. That's what he does. That's eight of fourteen, still great. Yeah. Um, Jordan Poole had shooter, uh, thirty though, points just, in this game. That Warriors team. That guy good, can man. play, man. I know. He's. I he's think he's always good against yeah, Denver. Me too, man. He's a shooter. Hmm. All right. What else? Um, uh, we go to Indiana um, versus the Spurs. Um, Indiana, they got to win. Oh, uh, Greg Popovich got their record checked out. <laughs> Completely checked out. out <laughs> Never win another game. <laughs> so, didn't yeah, he, even have a scouting report. He doesn't he, like even put care. three players in at one point. <laughs> uh, yeah, Buddy Hill was a plus twenty-five in a game that they uh, that they barely won. So okay. like he gave uh, good minutes in the game. Um, look, there's a guy named Jock Lando. That had 26 yeah, from that, Star Wars. I was right? going to say, that sounds like a Star Wars character. Jock Lando. Oh, <laughs> man, he's so good. 26 <laughs> points. He played 34 minutes. So I have no idea who the hell that is. <laughs> All right. Um, Ooh, what about this Bulls game? The Bulls uh, beat Cleveland. We're back, baby. The Caruso is back. Oh, man. Caruso is Shouts back, to huh? CHGO. They got a winner's lounge. Way to go, Matt Peck. I'm happy for Dave. them. You're me not too. happy for them? I, like, I only care about me. You know what I mean? Aren't like, you happy for yourself? No, that they uh, we had a good losers lounge. I don't care about them loud. anymore. Yeah. They, yep. Eric's a man of the moment, and this moment sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then just to close them, uh, to close it out, the Wolves. This the is the one. Wolves got a win against the Miami. Second Heat. night of a back-to-back with travel on the road. That's a big boy win right there. That's Everybody top, contributed in this game. Uh, eight people scored in double digits in the game. Mm. That is just that's insane. Mm. So this is the thing, guys. The Wolves are now two games behind Denver in the loss yeah. column. De- they have the tiebreaker, too. So, really, Denver has basically one more game as a cushion. Guess what? At Philly, at Washington, at – who's the third one of it? Is it Cleveland? That sounds right, but let me pull it up. I think it is Cleveland. So, that, that's you have this big trio coming up. I mean, it's very possible. Yes, it's very possible that at the end of this road trip, Denver is no longer Whoa. in the playoffs. And then, and then it's Celtics Clippers Nuggets. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Suns rather. So, buckle up for some six, really. Six games here where Denver could, I mean, it's the darkest before the dawn. Denver's going to have to really find a sense of urgency because Minnesota, Denver went on that long extended winning streak, but Minnesota also refusing to lose. I know they lost this last game, but they made up for it tonight on when they weren't supposed to. So um, something just to kind of keep an eye on, man. This Ooh. is not going to, this is going to be a real, uh, a, a real 
What is it? What am I trying to say? A real uh, pickle? barn burner? Pickle? Real pickle? No, real. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't real, know. What are you trying to uh, say? Like you tell us. That's really a you real question. stressful. We're all going to be all stressed out all the way down. We're not going to. That's the saying you're looking for. Is that it's going to be up, stressful? Real, <laughs> real. Dude, just guys, pick, it's going to be a real. You're just doing too much. Last thing I'll say in this game <laughs> is uh, for Miami Heat, Marky Morris did come back into the oh. game. Oh, he's finally Where's back. Where's he been? Nail biter? Uh, the real uh, nail biter, maybe. I don't know what you're trying to say. First game, huh? A real sweater. First game, and like it was, it's like 40 games or something like that. He did not play. Oh my god, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, can we go go drink beer? What are we doing? We're built different. Hit that like like button on the way out, guys. Take the rest of the week. Actually, tomorrow, Serbian corner with Miroslav and Voya. They're going to be talking, I believe, a little bit about Dejan Milovic. Who you can read Harrison Wynn's great column uh, up on the DNVR.com. Serbian corner tomorrow. I believe it's at one o'clock. I think it's at 1 o'clock. With daylight savings now, it's all going to be changed. No, I have no I, I literally have no clue. All right, guys. We'll see you over there. Let's go.